Stay tuned. East Side Radio, 89.7 FM. Greetings, this is Breaking Waves. I'm John Mark. And I'm Riley. So Riley, did you ever feel like you shouldn't be here? Mm, good question. Well, the reason I chose that clip from uh, 11.22.63, the TV series, is because I've definitely had moments in my life that uh, echoed that sentiment. And I think that we have these ideas, you know, that uh, are built by our families, our culture, and our expectations of what our lives should be like. And when things don't work out that way, when things really seem to miss the mark, I think that sense of feeling as though you shouldn't be here can be fostered from that. Yeah, last week I talked about um, my early years and how that was often a feeling I had, um, especially when I started school and I... Um, was challenged by the playground and groups of other kids and groups of people and having that feeling, that weird feeling of not really fitting in. I had a couple of undiagnosed conditions when I was uh, um, at school. Um, the first one was I was uh, nearsighted, so I couldn't see the blackboard, which made it quite difficult for me. But because it was undiagnosed, I didn't realise that I couldn't see. That kind of sounds strange, but uh, that's the way it was till I was uh, 14 when I was given glasses. And the other, um, let's say, disability I had was that I was uh, dyslexic. So I found dealing with uh, language and words quite difficult. And um, this affected my ability to spell and to... Um, to handle written um, language. So the result of this was I was labelled as a bit of a troublemaker and I was uh, treated like a dummy, really. I was put in the, the um, classes for the not-so-bright students. Yeah, that's, um, that's hard, isn't it? And I, I grappled with that as well when I was in school, but I had the other extreme I had a whole litany of diagnoses perhaps too many but it did help me because I was able to get a lot of extra support that I needed uh, from from teachers aides and uh, a troubling undiagnosable illness came up for me when I was 14 and that was really hard for me at that point because it affected a lot of the things that I took for granted. It impacted my um, thought processes, my memory, and uh, just overall cognitive functioning uh, in a very yeah radical way. 
And so to be going through something that was so kind of earth-shattering, but at the same time having it not being recognized or understood by people around me, family, friends, doctors, and so forth, that was another level of alienation on top of dealing with that that illness. So in this show, we're going to talk about leaving school and entering the land of adults. And for me, uh, this was a interesting time because I didn't have um, really a full set of living skills. Um, I had to negotiate employment and uh, finding somewhere to stay and all the other different aspects of um, being an adult, and I really wasn't uh, that well equipped to do those things. Yes, and for me, coming into young adulthood was a shock because I had been laboring under a belief that by the age of 18, I wouldn't even be around to experience it. I would just be a vegetable, just be brain dead. So it was quite a surprise to arrive there. It was uh, it was shocking and surreal. Luckily, I had a very supportive social network uh, and uh, family and so forth. So now we're going to cut to a song about strangers.
We just had Eddie Money with Stranger in a Strange Land. That song is of a particular resonance to me. The lyrics describing this nomadic stranger looking at other people's lives. I adopted a nomadic lifestyle from the age of 15 onwards. Uh, it's tied in with this illness, these headaches that I get. But uh, the family home was lost to me when I was 16. Uh, about a year after my parents had separated. So I spent a lot of time at friends' places and relatives, grandparents. And then in my early 20s, I got into house-sitting and couch-surfing really in earnest. And definitely that song was something that I connected with. Yeah, it was um, actually a great relief to me um, when I finished school and sort of escaped my... um family environment um not that my parents weren't loving in their own way but i i i went off to join the circus basically i entered the music industry um and i was playing in a band i'd been playing in lots of bands since i was 12 years old and by the time i got to high school i'd um had a good uh, set of musicians that were actually were at the boarding school i I went to and we started playing around Sydney and I sort of entered the Sydney music scene and that was a very exciting time. Yeah, my life was a, a kind of punctuated evolution um, of becoming a, um, who I am now. I, um, I lived a gypsy lifestyle for probably most of my uh, 20s. I was... Um, working with all different uh, kinds of musical acts um, from the poorest to the most successful and uh, they were like little tribes or little families and you know sometimes I'd be sleeping in a barn or in uh, hire cars and um, other times I'd be sleeping in the gazebo or the Hilton um, but it was very... Um, uh, it was a crazy time and I, I still didn't really have a lot of life skills. Um, so before I really started my career as a technician, uh, I played around all around Australia in uh, my band called Local Product and we broke up after a couple of years and I was devastated because they were kind of like my surrogate uh, family, my tribe, my the people that gave me a sense of belonging, and I lost them. And it was a very scary uh, time for me. I remember being very directionless, and I kind of spiralled, um, and I used a lot of drugs. Um, and I ended up 
in uh, rehab. Uh, I was I actually got busted, and I was actually sent to my first rehab by the courts. Um, and it's through that first detox I went to that I uh, got in touch with uh, the Twelve Step Fellowships, and through going there. I actually started to learn some living skills and that I didn't get from my family environment, uh, stuff that I didn't learn. Um, things like basic uh, communication uh, skills, how to... Um, uh, I was quite shy and quite nervous about um, talking to people. Oh, because I this, this feeling of alienation I had, so I, you know I learned to um, to speak to people and to um, unpack my internal world, uh, and I did that by sharing what was going on for me with other people. And you know it's it was very difficult to start with, but um, it it was incredibly rewarding, and because I learned um, uh, some guiding principles. Uh, to live by that I didn't have uh, up until that point of time. Um, and that, that really helped me um, in my career as a sound engineer. But I was still uh, very transient through most of the 80s. So, Riley, do you feel like you were missing out on some life skills when you left school and went off into the world? Absolutely. And I didn't really go off into the world because... Less than a year after leaving school, I was back at school working and I self-taught some basic kind of uh, cleaning kind of stuff. Like I didn't start doing the washing up and washing my own clothes until I was in my early 20s, around, around 20. And yeah, definitely it was all very new and overwhelming it's interesting that I ended up working as a teacher's aide and helping the kids that needed that extra support because, of course, I was one of those kids when I was in school who who needed that help. Yeah, that's one of the things I learned um, was that in, um, you keep what you have by giving it away and that's one of the the kinds of wealth that's the most important in life is um, by being charitable with what you've got. and um, So that must have been a great process for you, helping out other people. It was definitely interesting. Suddenly having adult responsibilities whilst still feeling like a kid inside and in a lot of ways that period was the hardest of my life because that employment also coincided with these issues that I've been dealing with, this illness uh, getting a lot worse for me and that's when the couch surfing and house sitting really uh, took off in, uh, in earnest. Um, but it was valuable for me to know that I could be of help to people whilst feeling really under the weather in my personal life. It was good to have something to commit to. In a way, it was one of the most outsider, alienated type times that I've lived through because of the distance between 
what I was going through and how I was able to act. I had to maintain a professionalism within that role as the teacher's aide, and I had to leave my problems at the door as best I could. Yeah, we all have to earn a dollar as well. We've got to support ourselves. And um, I had the same problems when I uh, left home. I used to eat at the Hare Krishnas uh, up at the cross for, <laughs> for many years when I was uh, playing in local product. Um, fortunately, that stopped when I started to work as an engineer and, you know, uh, was able to feed myself, if not... Um, uh, have a kind of stable living in, um, environment. In the 90s, um, I entered a, a more stable phase of my life. I, um, I'd, I'd learnt some skills um, through the 12-step programs and through uh, working the, the recovery stuff. And um, I started working in theatre um, which is a completely different world to the music industry. And from there I segued into um, uh, some more mainstream or traditional areas of um, music production and sound uh, production. I did a little bit of work um, in film and uh, worked at a few television stations on different programs, uh, Donny Sutherland Sounds and... Uh, uh, a couple other music programs with the different bands I worked with. And, uh, yeah, this was a much more stable period for me, the 90s. Um, the digital age, I like to think of it as when the internet started to take off and computers uh, started to enter mainstream life. Now we're going to hear another song about strangers. Bartender, I'd like a Manhattan. Stop me if you've heard this one I feel as though we've met before Perhaps I am mistaken But it's just that I remind you of Someone you used to care about Oh, but that was long ago Now tell me, do you really think I'd fall for that old line? I was not born just yesterday Besides, I never talked to strangers in their way Bad guy, when you get to know me, I just thought there really no harm. Yeah, yeah, just try minding your own business, but who asked you to annoy me with your sad, sad repartee? Besides, I Why you're 
That was Tom Waits and Bette Midler singing I Never Talk to Strangers. And that tickles my funny bone because that's something I do do a lot now is talk to a lot of cab drivers. But I didn't used to do that when I was younger. There's some good grammar for you. Um, I, uh, I had a catastrophic uh, event happen for me. I... At the end of the 90s, I relocated to Byron Bay and did an IT degree. And while I was doing that, I started up a... I got a small business grant from the government and I started a, a small business, computer business, up in Byron. And, uh, wow, that was... I live a charmed life. It was great. I surfed every day and um, was able to support myself and lived in a great house and but all good things come to an end <laughs> and that one ended all too soon sadly i um i'd contracted hepatitis c back in the early 80s and that one came back to bite me um, in the early 2000s um, my liver got very sick and there was a new treatment um which was um, an interferon um, combined with a, an antiviral drug that they used on AIDS uh, patients. So I um, relocated back to Sydney. Uh, I packed up my business and I came to Sydney and went on chemo for six months. And um, at the end of that, I had a stroke, um, which was a catastrophic um, brain injury where I ended up with um, very low vision. My occipital lobes were um, almost completely destroyed. My uh, left lobe is uh, pretty much dead and my right lobe works a little bit. So I have a little bit of uh, functional vision but not much. 
Riley, can you relate to that kind of uh, profound change in your life? Absolutely. When I was 14 and these issues began for me, uh, and the word catastrophic definitely applies. Uh, I lost my inner monologue and a lot of uh, talent and ability that I possessed before that. One of the things was like this budding ability with voices and mimicry, and it was something that I was honing and developing in that point of early adolescence. And then to lose that and to lose that inner voice that I drew from, drew inspiration from, was really devastating. And it, my personality changed as a reaction to that because I based a lot of my self-esteem in the, the ability to do those things. Drama, performance, public speaking were the only things that I excelled at while I was in school. So it rocked my world to those things that I took for granted. Feeling that I couldn't access them was a big deal. What I hope to get into next week is describing the ways in which my thinking around this issue has changed and developed. And I've been able to access things that have improved my relationship with myself. Yeah, and I've got the last big chapter of my life, which is my life as a visually impaired person, uh, bona fide card carrying for the first time <laughs> in my life, uh, a disability that's actually uh, recognised by the NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, in fact. Um, so we can get into that next week. Um, there's been a lot of water under the bridge in the last 15 years for me. Well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to Breaking Waves. It's not always easy to talk about these matters. Yeah, man, hard yards sometimes. But it's good to talk about it because it gives it light and clarity. Well, it's been great collaborating today, man. Yeah, Yes, indeed it has. It's been a good show, mate. Hard but good. Adios, amigos. See you next week. Bye-bye. You're listening to People Powered Radio, proudly supported by the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The Community Broadcasting Foundation resources community-owned and operated media stations just like this one that connect people and tell vital local stories so that we all enjoy a more vibrant, inclusive Australian culture and healthy democracy. Find out more about our work at cbf.com.au.